Hey, Will, what time is it? It's egg time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Right Stuff on May podcast. We're making it up as we go. It, it, totally betraying the big piles of notes we have on the desk, as you'll hear coming up later in the episode. But uh, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Chris. I'm a uh, merchandising coordinator. I forgot what my job was for a second. Again. Well, I'm Devlin, <laughs> and I'm a social media coordinator. I remember my job. <laughs> I'm Will. I'm a social media coordinator. I also remember my job. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I am Quinn, a merchandising coordinator. I'm Olivia, and I nag Will about podcast stuff and <laughs> topics and ideas and stuff, and here we are. Yep, we are ready to talk about, well, one big thing for a long time, and we'll get to that in a little bit. First up, let's run down the news that we're looking at that we uh, heard about this week. First up, the big thing in the anime industry. The Demon Slayer movie finally made it to the United States. Woo! A lot of y'all saw it. We're, gonna, we're not going to hit any spoilers, so don't worry, especially me, because I haven't seen it yet either. Yes, we will kill people if they say anything about spoilers in this room right now. Warning. I almost cried. <laughs> that, that's accessible, or uh, acceptable spoiler. <laughs> I haven't seen anything Demon Slayer, so everything I say is a complete lie. <laughs> there are no demons in this series. All Might was awesome in this movie, guys. Muda, 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 muda. Wait, so what, when did Thomas the Tank Engine show up? I know that there's trains involved. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and the Quad City DJs playing out the end of the movie. Oh man, perfect. When it set up the Space Jam movie, it was great. Demon Slayer movie guys, focus, focus. <laughs> but yeah, the animation was also really cool. <laughs> it was really good. But it was also huge. I feel I I, I oh, believe yeah. I read somewhere it was the biggest foreign language film ever to open in the U.S. But and that's pretty impressive, especially since theaters are still not at a hundred percent yet. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it was the number two movie in the country against a film that was on three times as many uh, screens as it was. So mm-hmm. maybe this is going to give the studios a big note that, hey, we want to see anime movies over here, and we will pay to see them. So mm-hmm. we exist. We <laughs> exist. We exist. <laughs> nice. Um, also, some big stuff. Free. The uh, popular Swim Boys anime is finally coming to an end <laughs> with a new film series. Yes. I already hear our coworkers screaming and yelling in gleeful happiness about this. Yay. <laughs> yeah, somebody on the merchandising team has her wall plastered with free fan art. And oh she's a God. super she's fan. A Gets very mad about her uh, OTPs. Yes, do not, <laughs> do not uh, pair Rin uh, with certain individuals or she will yell at you. <laughs> Which means we do that all the time. Of course. <laughs> you, it's, it's not fun at work if you don't just... Egg on everybody for their slightest little foibles. But I'm fun. Unintentional foreshadowing. <laughs> I do that sometimes. Also, another thing getting the movie, we're getting some new Madoka Magica material coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Finally. I need more. <laughs> <laughs> and if people have been wondering about the other movies, they have a trilogy compilation up on the website now. That went okay. live last week, so. You can get your Magica Madoka movies again. So check that out. Shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Olivia, there's something you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh god, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> we have paperwork in front of us. It's an outline. It's right you there. Wrote that. You wrote Smack's Table and Excitement next to this item. And you forgot about it. <laughs> it is. But I'm dumb dumb. <laughs> we we put too much pressure on the producer. <laughs> we broke her. It is blue period. It is coming out in October, and it's got some announcements that it's got some uh, casting out, and it is a very good manga getting turned into an anime. Very very good. If you haven't checked out their official website, it is very entertaining to just click around and. Their transitions between the pages mm. are just so enticing. Like, it honestly made me want to check out yeah. the anime now. Because it, it's about um, a guy who gets into art, which sounds like it could be one of the most boring things in the world, mm. but he discovers he's got talent at it, and he's surrounded by all these very talented individuals who make him feel like he's inadequate, but he still keeps trying, and they get wowed by him, and it's this really, like, cool cycle that... I don't want to call it a vicious cycle, but it's kind of that that uh, format. But it's it's I really enjoy it. I've have read the first two volumes of the manga. See, I was a painting major in college, so I would watch it regardless of how boring mm. it was. <laughs> <laughs> and when I found out one that there was a painting manga, I got really excited, and then kind of disappointed when I found out it was going to be all in black and white because it's, it's literally called Blue Period. <laughs> it's about painting. At the very least, like blue ink would be nice. But being able to see it in like full vivid color, I am very excited. Uh, here's another table smack. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think that they're gonna play it like I'm Blue by Apple 65 or not? Nah? Uh, only if they want to pay out the royalties. <laughs> This isn't JoJo's. We just can't grab random songs from the past and make them our closing credits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say random. They're all bangers. True. Much respect to Yes and Jodeci and, and uh, oh gosh. I'm blanking. The other one. True. Savage Garden. <laughs> there we go. Chicka Cherry Cola. actually know. <laughs> anyway, should we get down to what we're here to talk about? It's yeah. egg time. Yep. We, uh... Yeah. We're going to be touching on some serious topics, just to forewarn you folks. We're going to be covering yeah. things such as suicide, abuse, self-injury, assault, bullying, issues of that matter. And, and if you are struggling with any of these things, we, we beg you folks, go out and seek help. We, we want to uh, keep you folks around. We appreciate you guys. And so we, we can maybe put some links into like the description where people can get more information on that. Mm -hmm. that would, so we, we want you sticking around, get help, and talk to people. You want you here, but anyway, we are talking about Wonder Egg Priority. I screwed up and watched it two weeks ago. Everyone <laughs> else actually timed it out properly. I watched it while I was simulcasting. <laughs> Flex. Show off. <laughs> Dab on him. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm been addicted to the show. <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff to process with this series. Oh. oh. He just got it. <laughs> he just I got just it. got it. <laughs> Benedict. Oh. Egg Benedict. Get it? Oh. I'm a Benedicted to the Seriously, I'm going to leave the show over all the bad points. <laughs> I have a list. Yeah, I'll crack them open. Anyway, to summarize, just in a quick and dirty run of the what the show actually is, it revolves around a high school girl named I. Odo. Her best friend, Koido, has uh, committed suicide in the recent past. And she's having a hard time with it, and she hasn't been back at school 
and her counselor has been stopping by dropping things off to her mother so she can keep up with schoolwork. But one day she's out and about and she stumbles upon an underground amusement park with magic eggs. In a vending machine. In a vending machine. Because that's what you do in Japan. Yeah. Everything's in a vending machine. Everything, yes. everything is a gotcha toy. <laughs> after she cracks the egg, she finds herself in an alternate world high school. And she finds a girl there and a lot of monsters seeking her down. And it turns out that they reveal through this that she has been summoned to help the spirits of girls that have committed suicide mm -hmm. try and find peace somehow by mainly fighting off the big threats that threaten them during their lives. And in doing so, as they help these people out, the girls that committed suicide in their own lives potentially earn their way back to life, weirdly. And it gets a lot more complicated from there. Mm -hmm. So. And a lot more complicated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, oh, all boy. The, all the girls have yeah. their own, like, major hiccups and storyline um, and all the, like, uh, hazards of life that they're dealing with personally as well. Like, I is dealing with bullying at her school that is directed at her. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got Rika, who's got a mother who just isn't present in her life. Uh, you've got... Oh, if she even talking? exists. No, she's there. No, she's there. She's no, there. Yeah, this is Rika. Yeah, Rika. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, person. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah sure. Yeah. I think Neru is the one that just doesn't have parents. Yeah. It's like, yeah. eh, that's how life is. Like, she just never she's, had like, a emotionally attached. Yeah. attached. Mm -hmm. And then Sawaki, who just is just questioning uh, gender role, I think. I don't know. That that one, I'm I'm kind of... Momo, I think, uh, is the one who's the least developed of the four, which is unfortunate, yeah. but she's my favorite. Mm. Yeah. yeah really and and has the most too. complexity to her, yeah. potentially. Because, like, a lot of these people have, like, just... Like, like with Nehru, it's more, like, just sort of backstory complexity, where it's like, oh, mm -hmm. why, well, how did she end up the way she is? She's so smart. She's so, like, emotionally, like quiet mm -hmm. but then you get Momoe who is like going through gender identity issues and has a lot of interesting stuff plus the interesting connection she has with I mm -hmm. and they hardly get to touch on it except for like half an episode yeah yeah season two hopefully maybe maybe, maybe. we have no idea there, there is a special edition episode of some sort that's going to be airing on June 29th Maybe they'll just bring full closure, or maybe they'll just be, like, setting up for another season. I, I feel like if they want to get closure, they'd have to be longer than a conventional episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. And if they are going the typical episode length route, it better be a segue into a second season. Like, yes. I, I need an announcement. At There's the end. so much stuff going on. Well, they info dump so much at the end, too, because not only do we have the girls who are saving other girls in alternative worlds because of their suicides, but you also have, like, two, I don't know what they are, mannequins or dolls that just run the thing, and they, they sit and have tea in their garden all the time. Uh, Aka and Uraka. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those two. I don't know. They, they were scientists in... in a former life? Yeah, brothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Brothers. See, I never even picked up they were brothers. I was mm -hmm. just like, they're two guys just hanging out. Yeah. Right. I thought they were yeah. BFFs. Okay, I yeah, kind of thought they were too. brothers myself because know. they both sort of... See, we have more I questions I guess we should mention, they're going to be spoilers. Oh, yeah, did we ever <laughs> mention that? We, we should. We're so, talking about the show. Yeah. We would hope that people would figure that out. Anyway, Sorry. getting the spoilers, with Frill, like, I, the, she <laughs> identified with both of them as her fathers, and I didn't know if maybe... <laughs> like, I thought they had a brotherly relationship there, but it could have been just like cohort brothers, not, like, actual genetically yeah. related. Yeah. See, I'm over here getting, like, 
queer platonic partners out of it kind of vibe. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I can't think of many other, like, instances where two people would literally, like, make an AI child and raise it as their own. Uh, just, that's, just, I don't know. I think, it kind of felt like they were bored, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I put in there, like, just guys being dudes. <laughs> For science. Yeah. For science. And tea. Yeah. Yeah. They drink a lot of tea. They do. How, they do. how though? They don't really have mouths at this point. They have the little like triangular slots. Yeah, but that, I, that flash when they talk. Yeah, I thought Akas points up, Uraakas points down. It does. But I thought that it wasn't like an actual mouth mouth. I thought it was just like a, a light that would flash. Yeah. I mean, it might, but it they might is. not even be actual people. Yeah. It's, like, they, they look like featureless mannequins just wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. I started the show with no idea of what was going to be in it because all of the previews were extremely vague and the descriptions were extremely even more vague. And this is uh, definitely the most surreal show that I've seen. Keep in mind that yes. I don't watch a lot of surreal, weird stuff. Like, I typically stay in, like, the grounded in reality kind of... Yeah, semi plausible kind of vibes. Like, I don't even. Semi plausible. Like JoJo's. <laughs> okay, JoJo's is an exception. <laughs> but, like, I, what I'm talking about is, like, I don't even really like a lot of fantasy shows or yeah. like, sci fi, really. Like, mm. I am, like, typically in my little slice of life sports, random stuff like that kind yeah. of deal. And I'm there wondering. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the world in paint is a very vivid one. Like, one of the things you wanted to point out is just the use of the colors in the show. It's very vibrant. Whenever they fight the monsters that they're getting harassed with, they, like, they bleed. There's, like, red stuff, but there's also, like, pinks and neon greens. Yeah, it's in the like paint getting shot in, on the walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very psychedelic colors, too. Yeah. 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 Psychedelic character designs. Yeah. They oh look my like gosh. straight something out of like Yellow Submarine or something. Yeah. Yeah, the monsters, like the main bosses, quote unquote, that they fight in the series are very vivid, very evocative of the issues that they mm-hmm. had that caused the poor victims to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, I got uh, some flashback vibes to like Madoka Magica with how the uh, <laughs> monsters were created with all the bright colors and yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. So. Should we talk about the use of color that they have in the series? I mean, there's so many bright colors. I mean, yeah. uh, AI is just like... AI? I. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Illustrator mindset. Um, anyways, I. she has so many bright colors mm-hmm. on her. Like, uh, the bright yellow sweatshirt that she always, you know, stands with, along with the... Stun- yeah. Sunflower on her hoodie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and all the girls have their own like color palette too. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't really bleed over into each other's areas. Like but, yeah. eyes is definitely the one that pops yes. the most. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, also, they did like, call her the like the the sunny disposition, and everyone oh, yeah. needs that in the group. Mm-hmm. And then they, of course, like what they do with a lot of anime, they gave her heterochromia. She has like one yellow eye and one blue eye, mm-hmm. and yellow and blue is kind of primarily her palette. Because mm-hmm. yeah. her hair is like a black with like a bluish undertone yeah. mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Her shorts are blue. Her shoes have like blue accents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Naru is more like you know the business lady, so she has a lot more the gray. Gray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she runs her own company. Here, here is my business card. <laughs> that she may have been created to run. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed, but like, if you ever saw it, if you ever watched the opening, you know how the egg, how there's like four different colored eggs? Mm -hmm. They're supposed to correspond to each of the four main characters. Mm -hmm. So you have I as the yellow egg, and then you have Rika as the red egg, and then you have Momo as the blue egg, and then that leaves Nehru as the green egg. Which you can also see because back when they were in the bowling alley, Nehru was the one who was bowling with the green bowling ball. Oh, I was gonna, I was thinking uh, the random uh, clip where they were like painting their nails. Oh, oh yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Hers were green with like the little purple accent, and they all had like mm-hmm. the same purple color. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, like especially for green, because she's always wearing a bunch of gray underneath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since green is usually meant to show like growth or nature or vitality in some way, or even intelligence too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that just fits her character. And then Rika, I know some people don't like her all too much. She she rubbed me the wrong way right off the bat, but then like she grew on me, and then I'm like, I think I'd like to hang out with this girl. <laughs> I'd also probably want to punch her at some point, but <laughs> very much fun. a user. Yeah, she, she did get better, but I was in the same boat. Yeah, can you spot me for this egg? Just yeah. Well, every time. and then at I mean, the end, it's like they're they're just expecting her to ask, and and she's just expecting them to say no. Like it's just a routine. It might beautiful be girl should never have to carry a wallet, as her dad said. Mm. <laughs> problematic. Um, very problematic. <laughs> but honestly, like I don't know if anyone else got this vibe too, but especially like at the beginning where she was, uh, like when she was first introduced, like asking for money, kind of showing up at Ice House out of nowhere, like asking to stay the night. It felt like she was. Like set up to be a homeless character, mm. a little bit. But yeah. I think it's because she had a very rough situation at home. Her True. mother yeah. ran a, a bar out of the ground level of her home, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. She's probably trying to get away from home. Yeah. yeah. So whenever yeah. she'd be home, mom would just be plastered. Mm-hmm. True. Just loud and aggressive mm-hmm. with her drinking buddies. So yeah, yeah, it definitely just wasn't the route I was expecting it to go at first. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she does have a mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think she's so abrasive as, like, a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of goes with her color palette. Red mm-hmm. and, like, black, too. With yeah, and that highlight. really high, bright pink highlight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the uh, bright pink highlight that she has in her hair kind of relates to her idol yeah. self that she has in her yeah, past. Yeah, all the flashback scenes, she's got full-on pink hair, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh wait, that's and, Rika. It was pink and blue. Pink and blue, like, yeah, like yeah. super like, hot and candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of relates to her character that, uh, her person that died and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that whole relationship, but we'll probably dive into that later on. And then Momoe, you know, wears menswear clothes. She looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. I, I will say that before she got introduced, I, before they actually were like, oh yeah, it's only the girls dealing with girl problems in, mm-hmm. in these worlds. I really was like, can we please have a, a male representative in this situation? And then they're like, oh, nope. We've got a female who's dressing like a male, which is fine. But I was just like, okay, we'll just go there. I almost feel like if they added in like extra viewpoints like that, like it, there's a lot of different characters and different like motives behind what happens to the egg the egg rolls a lot like I feel like if you added more to that like mm. it would almost be too much but mm. I feel like like I said this could warrant a whole second season because there's so mm. much that they could explore with like why these kind of things happen and uh, kind of spiral, uh, spinning off of that like I really appreciated how unique all of the character designs were from like our main four characters to like the monsters to even like mm. the fact that they gave all of these like egg girls who were like 
in the episodes for like 10 to 15 mm-hmm. minutes max maybe they yeah. gave them names they gave them backstories all their character designs were super unique like it could have been mm-hmm. very easy for them to just be like here is schoolgirl one here mm-hmm. is schoolgirl two yeah. like but they this one has short brown hair this one has yeah. long brown hair this one has medium brown hair yeah <laughs> and they have age like, ranges too yeah uh-huh. yeah I feel like that also kind of like caters to the idea of like these uh, girls who commit suicide have names, so mm-hmm. you you should learn them, you should like know them and all that. So mm-hmm. I really like that kind mm-hmm. of like draw. Yeah, they're more than just a statistic. They're more than just like an extra in an anime. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Also. So glad that they look their age. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, think I, I, I had a comment in here the fact that like I see a lot of other shows where it's like the the, the girls are like supposed to be like they look like they're five nine and they have legs for days and stuff and it's like oh I'm thirteen I'm like no you're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I think I had a picture of like one of the Sailor Scouts on my desktop that I just like used for a post recently or something and I put them side by side I'm like you look like you're 22, you look like you're about 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the, you look like you could actually exist. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were also given, you know, reptile companions from Aka and Araka mm-hmm. to help counter the, uh, what are they called, the Sino evils? Yeah, and the, the Sino evils. The haters. And the haters, yeah. The leveled yeah. up Sino evils. Because <laughs> <laughs> their, their little pendant locket uh, animal companions Eat them. Yep. It's like, like, oh, hey, that's a great defense. Just a, eat them up. With yeah, a yeah. big dopey smile on their face. Yes. Yeah. And they had like, they, they looked like small actual animals in the real world, but then mm-hmm. looked like these big gigantic cartoony beasts in the uh, the other world. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should briefly explain what those were to begin with, like, because we talked about okay. like the main the main boss monster, mm-hmm. but then yep. along the way there are these little weird looking little gremlin things yeah. <laughs> with <laughs> creepy faces and just schoolboy uniforms school like the dude from ACDC yeah and like mm-hmm. weapons and stuff but they're like trying to uh, they're like I guess the low, lower level antagonists are like trying to like get in their way and trying mm-hmm. to like they're know, trying to like fail. harm the girls that are the, the ones that committed the suicide yeah. they're, they're trying to harm them um, and they ignore the, the heroines in mm-hmm. this too so yeah. if they weren't fighting and being proactive, the haters and the no evils would just bypass them. Mm-hmm. And, and those really rules, strange. those rules, I always thought were kind of weird too in the show. Because mm-hmm. like the girls that the the uh, the leads were trying to rescue, they could be harmed by the creatures. But the lead characters, they could withstand the damage and heal it. But then also, if the damage was significant enough, they would actually sustain damage in the real world. Like yeah. neighbor was actually hospitalized over some wounds she took on in the fantasy world. But it, mm-hmm. like. In a span of weeks, she was better. Mm-hmm. And they, they also, like, physically uh, ga- gained abilities in the alternative world that mm-hmm. sort of carried over into the real world. Like, I at one point's like, yeah, I've noticed definition in my abs. Yeah, she compared it to <laughs> high-altitude training. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were like, Mary, you need to stay in the hospital a little longer. We don't know if you're going to get better. Does, like, five backflips. <laughs> and okay. she does the little gymnast pose at the end, like, <laughs> yeah, I did it. That was my favorite bit, because, like, it was just completely done. She could have just walked away, and everyone was, like, done. She's like, boop. And I, don't know, I think those little moments are great, especially for, like, Nehru. I think it would have mm-hmm. wouldn't have hit as hard or, like, differently if it was, like, a different character. But for someone who's so stoic and serious all the time to have a little moment where it's like, 
yeah, I'm still a kid. Look what I did. <laughs> like, she has those moments every now and again that I think are really good for her character. And that's what I think really, like, that's one of the things that helps this show a bit, too, is, like, while there's a lot of weird, surreal stuff and suicide things going on, there's also these nice little slice of life moments, like, mm-hmm. where the girls have the slumber party at Nehru's office, and they all paint their fingernails, or like whenever it's like eyes hanging out at home, just sort of mm-hmm. relaxing. They all invade eyes' bedroom because it's like, <laughs> hey, this is the hangout spot. Yeah. Is your parents the most normal? Oh yeah, and then they and then they had that teenage moment where the mom was like, oh, you have friends over, oh, and then so I was like, friends. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I think that is also really good for Eyes mom to see, like especially since like mm-hmm. before that she had. She went from having zero friends to only having one friend to, unfortunately, going back down to zero friends mm-hmm. and now up to four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or three, sorry, I'm including herself in that. Mm-hmm. She is her own friend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finale, season finale. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh. But, yeah, I also, uh, maybe we could touch upon like uh, what's happening with Ai's uh, home life mm-hmm. with her, is it counselor? I think he was her teacher. He was a school counselor and also seemed to be an aspiring artist. Maybe he was an art teacher as well, Mr. Sawaki, who also, we should mention, is Momoe's cousin? I think it was uncle. Uncle, Uncle. Uncle. yeah. Yeah. Um, They kind of hinted that that he was possibly a factor in Koido's suicide because there are scenes where it's her and him alone in the art room, him painting her. Yeah, and they, so, like, imply that there's a relationship between the two of them. But they, they never, never explain actually, what yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, never do. But he also shows up in the end as one of the main threats because uh, the girl that I rescues at the end of the final, or in the final episode, is an alternate universe version of herself mm-hmm. that was driven by him to commit suicide. And he's just being a creep, like, in that form. And it's a big question whether how much of that carries over into real world Sawaki or not. Mm-hmm. I think he's a creep, but I will probably dive into that a little bit later. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's been like visiting, you know, Ai's mm-hmm. uh, mom a lot, checking in on Ai mm-hmm. a little bit because mm-hmm. I feel like he does have like a part into Koyota's. Uh, yeah. Koyota's. Koyota. Uh, suicide and all that. Sorry, I cannot say names. Uh, uh, hers is hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I really think that he did have like a part in her suicide, and he's kind of like making sure that I is keeping quiet. At least well, that's like, why I was. But he can yeah. also be like an att- like the one the contact from school in his position to yeah. be like making sure like we really hope she comes back into the system one day because it's not good for her to just be shut in by yeah. herself. He's, he's, Especially yeah. at the, he, he, uh, the Hikikomori issue in Japan, mm-hmm. where so many teens are just like, I'm just going to live at home forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that if he had um, some illicit relationship with Koito, he needed to transfer that to someone else, and so I would be the, the good candidate for that, because she's mm-hmm. at home, and he can use her mom as a way to get into the house, to see her, to check in. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were creep vibes there really early on for me. Mm -hmm. And then when he wants to start dating Aya's mom and she's okay with it, I'm like, were you really just here to meet her mom? I don't know. But then later when the alternative uh, universe Aya shows up in that world, I'm like, 
Oh, uh, no, no, that no, wasn't there for the mom. Nope, no, no. <laughs> Just yeah. everything about him is a, a big old yikes. Yeah. yeah. And like in the scenes that he's in, there's never any music or like oh, any yeah. really, or yeah. really, really any sound except for like mm-hmm. empty white noise. And he just like just has this so, sort of cold half smile on his face all mm-hmm. the time. He just often seems to be just staring blankly into the distance. Mm-hmm. Like the picture we have is like. We got a little cheat sheet here to help us remember everybody's names. And that's just him the whole show, where he's just like, corners of the lips are slightly turned up, eyes are just sort of slightly closed, but barely. Just sort of like, mm-hmm. man, I'm a creep. There's also an ew next to his name. Well, you put that there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I, I made the cheat sheet. I can call whoever I want gross. Yep. <laughs> he's the gross. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um... But yeah, since he walked into the scene, I was just getting like insane mm-hmm. creeper vibes, mm-hmm. and then they never went away. Even like yeah. with him like coming to check in on her, still it seemed like he was trying to make sure she was keeping quiet, mm-hmm. or even like trying to latch on to her. And then when she does become, you know, a little bit more okay with him in her life. Mm-hmm. I still feel like there's like an ulterior motive behind that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I thought originally, saw, excuse me, saw like he was this as a kind of a vehicle for I to realize that a lot of what she's thinking is all in her head. Yes. And so yes. like he so like saw so like her what she saw and saw like he might have not been anything, mm-hmm. but not, might not have been reality at mm-hmm. all. And he might actually yeah. be a fine guy who's just like. Yeah. And it's all just in her head, uh, but then you know as it continues on, he's t- he's still portrayed as a super creepy guy, but then at the end, like when he's when he at- she attends the art gallery mm-hmm. session, he straight she straight up asks him if he was a contributor to Corda's death, yeah. or at least how did Corda die? Yeah, or why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then <laughs> that's never answered mm-hmm. at all in the next episode, so we have no idea what's what he said. Yeah. The only good thing about him is that he's been casted very well. True. (laughs) That's the only good thing. And, like, going off of the art gallery uh, uh, segment or section of it, I uh, actually just finished rewatching this yesterday, so I saw this pretty recently. But I, I, the first time I watched it, I didn't realize when I was going to the art gallery just how much she looked like her mom. Mm -hmm. Like, she intentionally, like, made herself look so much older. It's like, Mm -hmm. I... Uh, just added to the extra uncomfortable. Yeah, it was just like, yeah. she remi- you remind me of your mom that I'm going to be dating. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's like... Ooh. Yeah, I'm getting definite, like, grooming vibes from him. Mm-hmm. I still just find him creepy. I can't get over that feeling. And I, I'm i predicting that I was just going to, like, kind of use that, use... Uh, how he's already like feeling towards her um, to get more information to to mm-hmm. actually what happened yeah. to uh, Coitus like death and so, all of that. Touching on that though, it's like if that becomes her new reality where she's like trying to get information, that could be redemption for herself for not being able to take the video while she was inside the locker for Coito. That too. Uh-huh. I just thought of that while you were talking. I was like, oh wait. Yeah. Yeah. So she might feel empowered because she wants to get revenge for Koido. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like all of the, all of the main four have like, 
in a trusting relationship with the people who have uh, who have died because like mm-hmm. uh, some of them have like are it's almost like a layer of guilt to it like with I like she mm-hmm. couldn't help she didn't feel like she could help her uh, Nero's mm-hmm. relationship with her sister is super complicated because her sister also tried to kill her and that's uh, a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think it was even touched upon whether or not she did like she was able to finish, you know, to set her the that sculpture free of her sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the one that never got concluded. Yeah, yeah it was like, the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was is it really actually implied that Awano is Nehru's sister? I kind of thought it was, but uh, you folks didn't seem to agree. I don't know. She before, showed so. up, and I'm like, who is this girl? Where did she come from? So, but uh, I it, don't know. it seems like she was made by the same program that created Nehru, and but she was also fascinated with the process of death to the point where she wanted to experience it herself. Mm-hmm. And that's why she ended her life. And that I also thought brought some weird issues. Because like with the other ones, which like, we could help you. Like, you didn't need to die. There's no reason for this. And she, in, in Kotobuki's case, she was just like, I'm doing this for science. Just let me go. This is totally cool. I'm happy with this. And it was just like, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. What? And it sounded like she didn't mean to fully die. Like she was only going to go towards the light and then stop. Yeah. The, her research uh, focused on near death experiences. Yeah. So she put herself through so many near death experiences. Eventually, she just went too far, waited too long for mm-hmm. this one, and then wasn't, yeah. wasn't able to come back. But and technically, she was also still alive when she, when uh, Nehru yeah. went mm-hmm. to defend her because Such they had her state. in some sort of cryo tube, but she was pretty much brain dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I kind of was confused with, too, because, like, uh, I kind of forgot about, uh, I forgot about Kotobuki's episode when mm-hmm. they introduced alternate universe I. So I was like, this, it felt like it came out of nowhere, but when Kotobuki had her moment with uh, Nehru, it was like, they talked about how uh, that parallel universes are real. She was really happy to know all of this stuff, and it's like you, you're you're dead, and you're still geeking out over your science, and your research. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Uh, I assumed that uh, Nehru had like a different uh, actual sister or something that was raised as a sister that actually uh, tried to kill her because mm-hmm. the relationship between Nehru and Kotobuki felt much more healthy mm-hmm. and like overall very positive yeah, like that's true kotobuki was talking to her she's like you've changed a lot you're a lot softer mm-hmm. than you used to be you're yeah. like approachable and nicer and stuff like so that one i guess uh I, i'm really glad that at least at one point in her life she had somebody like that yeah. and mm-hmm. I, and in their case too it's like there could be multiple sisters because mm-hmm. it sounds like they're all test tube babies that don't actually have parents mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so it's their definition of a sister versus what a normal sister mm. means mm-hmm. to most people. Also, I found it interesting that we never saw Nehru's like statue that she's working mm-hmm. towards. Well, it's, well, yeah, it's I at, guess at the end of a bridge, but it was when yeah. they first introduced them and they were all in shadow. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like it, it's just like a shadow, but we didn't get to see fully who it was. Yeah, yeah, her face has always been hidden. Correct, and I, mm-hmm. and I think that's also because her relationship is and her justification for trying to help all these girls is different from everyone else's. Mm-hmm. Like, I is doing it for Koito. Like, they're all doing it for other people, but she said that she's doing it for herself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that also kind of is uh, shown with the weapons that they choose to. Like, hers is a very long-distance gun that yeah. she fights the monsters and stuff with. That transforms. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a multi-purpose. <laughs> yeah, they have cool weapons. It's a really yeah. cool weapon, but, like, hers already feels very detached. Like, and mm-hmm. she doesn't really interact with... Uh, 
the girls that she's trying mm-hmm. to help. Like, she's like, I don't want to know your name. I don't want to know your backstory. I just <laughs> need to do my job and leave. Whereas right. I is, like, really hands-on with them, like, wants to know their name, trying to help them. And that also shows with her weapons, too. Like, she typically can't defeat the monsters without getting something that uh, the other person held, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that uh, they were, like, attached to, basically. To yeah, like, the, uh, the fan girls. Yeah, and the ribbon. Mm-hmm. I kept wondering why those weapons, like, she didn't accumulate them. I'm like, you made it into a weapon in this this girl's world. Why didn't it come with you? Mm-hmm. You should have a stockpile on your belt by now. Well, uh, the, her very first weapon was from the first uh, egg girl she helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I'm pen, like, so. but the that one, pen makes. that one came through yeah. every episode, so why didn't she have everybody else's, too? Because... To me, logically, those weapons should just be either unique to each girl and she shouldn't have the pin weapon throughout all of them, or she should have all of them as time goes on and just have an arsenal. Maybe it's just the first one you have is what you end up being stuck yeah. I don't Maybe. know. I, I want to know who the first girl was that Nero got in that case. Mm. <laughs> but then, like, Riku, or Riga's, I think, was from her own life. Yeah, because they, like yeah. It, her main weapon was a box cutter, a pair of box cutters. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that was as is revealed, she's a uh, self harmer. She cuts her arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, Mama Ace was was it the? It was like a big umbrella. umbrella. Yeah. It was like a spear yeah. of some sort. Like it, was, yeah, it was yeah. like a spear umbrella. It kind yeah. of reminded me of like a fly girl. I, I like, want to know what that originated from because I don't think they ever really showed it not in weapon no. form. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could think of, and this is like me grasping at the furthest away straw possible, <laughs> was like, uh, I know that like, um, there's like, especially like I see it in anime a lot, like romantic connotation of like sharing an umbrella with somebody. Uh, and like, the, yeah. the, the, the big reason that Haruka did what she did was because like, mm-hmm. her romantic feelings were rejected. Mm-hmm. And the idea of like, would this have changed maybe if we had been together or something mm. like that that idea that's, that's awesome. the only thing i can think of i have no idea like i said momo's backstory is like the least mm-hmm. uh fleshed out which is mm-hmm. unfortunate because she's great mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's also the first to have her story kind of wrapped up yeah too, in a way mm-hmm. yeah the the wrap-ups i i yeah. have issues with these because like suddenly the girls just that was a statue just poof Hey, yep, I'm free. And then they just like poof out of that world. And then this weird high school girl with a bug for a head shows up and yeah. buzzes all over the place and is apparently so terrifying that they can't function anymore and they never want to come back. And I'm just, Let's, what the heck happened? Let's not forget that they're also so powerful that they murder the animal companions. Yes. Like, that's especially true. in Rika's case where they killed it and then fed it to her. Yeah. Oh, Yep, oh, was it Yep. And they were very playful and detached, and yes. one okay. of them was Frill, so... Yeah. No. I thought the first one announced herself as Frill. No, no. it was a uh, dot and hyphen, and then the other name that was really long and convoluted, but I... Yeah. Yeah, yeah Frill is just, like, this... We'll, we'll get to her later. Yeah. I, I, at this point is where I have issues with this show. So like, I, I especially uh, at the beginning like was expecting a different kind of almost final boss, especially mm-hmm. with the way I the the way I was interpreting the monsters in throughout most of the series was like they were a physical manifestation of what brought them to that the point mm-hmm. in their life where they would, would decide that this is their last resort. Mm-hmm. And with especially with Rika's case, like the girl that she's trying to help or is a, a former fan of hers back when Rika was a pop idol and who was trying to not be friends with her. She treated her just like 
a sentient wallet, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she realized, I, I think it, there was kind of good intent in there because she didn't want her to be stealing mm-hmm. so that she could get money to buy things for Rika. Yeah. But at the same time, she said that she didn't want to be friends with a fatso, and then she starved herself to mm-hmm. death. Like yeah, that's, that was, that was sad. So that's why I kind of thought that uh, Rika would, uh, like, in some way be, like, the final monster for her. I don't know how. Like, Rika would fight herself, kind of deal? Kind of, mm-hmm. or something like that. Because, yeah. like, <laughs> that would have been really interesting. Yeah. yeah, and because, like, Rika is the most aware of her guilt, because, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know what other things like were, were going on in uh, this fan's life. Uh, Chimmy? Chimmy? I'm not sure how to say it. Chimmy. yeah. So I I don't know if she would have done this on her own, but mm. I feel like having that person that you look up to so much say, I don't want to yeah. be around you. Rejecting you in such a brutal way. Yeah, and, yeah. and because of something as like superficial as weight, like, it felt mm. like there's definitely, like, a relationship yeah. to like mm-hmm. and, and of the four I think she's definitely one of the most baggage to deal mm-hmm. with with mm-hmm. the self-cutting and the mm-hmm. issues with the mother mm-hmm. and so like her problems are the most visible in the series mm-hmm. I honestly can't get over like her weapon and just like all the symbolism that goes along with Rika <laughs> yeah. uh, Rika's whole story was not about subtlety yeah. no. no she she Nothing really struck the core with no. me Oof. But yeah, honestly, uh, there there's just so much to impact, and then the monsters that come up at the end, dot hyphen, and then I don't I remember. I looked it up and it said Kirara. Okay, because okay. it was like a really long long name, and I think Kirara was like the final one, final part yeah, of the name. Yeah, Kirara think- Rodriguez matured in eighteen Evening Star SS Plum. Thank you, Wonder Egg Priority fan Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's a name. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I was not expecting that kind of introduction to them. Um, yeah, it was like pretty much they rescued the girl, and then this schoolgirl with a weird tiny face shows up and enfolds into a monster. Yeah. I, I know there's symbolism there that, that the creators probably intended, but it was lost on me. I, mm. I just, it just seemed like such a, an about face that, that the girl that they're trying to save has been saved but oh you don't get to relish that moment nope nope gonna throw more crap at you and your life is is hell in this alternative world now let's see what you do and i was just like what has happened and i think a lot of that ties into the story of frill who we should maybe finally get around to yeah who i'm like who who is this girl again besides as explained in the second to last episode akka and aura akka um were once human and scientists and they had somehow created an ai in a humanoid body and named her frill and raised her as their daughter yes while they were still human yep mm-hmm. and things went fine for a while but then uh akka ended up finding a woman he loved and they conceived a child did they actually have the daughter i can't remember. yes so uh, she, she gets uh, grown into a teenager by the time that yeah yeah so uh akka and araka both meet a girl which later becomes akka's wife Mm -hmm. um and they be they have a child frill is kind of like cast it to his side because Mm -hmm. uh araka is uh kind of forced dealing with like the research more Mm -hmm. and then akka is kind of uh doing some research while also helping his wife Yep, try to be a husband, try to be a father, or uh, preparing to be a father, really. Mm -hmm. And 
as soon as Brill finds out that it's a female, uh, that uh, Akka's uh, wife is gonna have, she immediately throws a hair dryer into the bathtub that the wife's in, yeah. it shocks her, mm-hmm. and then luckily they're able to save the baby inside, but mm-hmm. uh, Akka's wife dies, mm-hmm. and they go through like a really dark period. And, and, and he goes berserk and just totally takes it out on Frill, shoves her in this like weird freezer thing in the ground. Yeah, it's like just a little surrounded by computer monitors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just shoves her in there and, and she just stays in there. I mean, I don't I don't even think he locked it. It was just okay. I don't know. It was Yeah, it, I, I felt like he did lock her away because they yeah. were like really tired. And then eventually the new baby becomes like kind of like the rainbow baby mm-hmm. for them. It kind of like opens up their eyes to life and how happy it can be. Mm-hmm. And then she reaches the age of 14, mm-hmm. like every other girl in the series. <laughs> and she asks uh, Uraka about her mom and Uraka oh, wow. kind of tells the story of like, yeah, we were both interested in your mom, but your mom chose Akka. And she's like, well, since I'm very similar to my mom, will you wait for me? Yeah. And I was like, uh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why are we going here? We were, yeah. we were being so wonderful for a while yeah. your show. And he didn't take her seriously mm-hmm. and all that. And then later that night, she commits suicide. Yeah, which to me, it seemed like it hit them out of the blue as well. And they... they I believe said that they didn't have she didn't have a note she didn't have a reason nope. and they didn't know what happened and mm-hmm. they immediately placed blame on Frill who has been in this freezer thing with her computer monitors and they open the door and she's just like oh hi how are you yeah. it's like, oh my gosh shame about we- that yeah. to be fair I think they have good reasons for it because yeah. like the daughter like she was making the popping noise and like oh that popping yeah. noise that, oh yep. Yeah, I forgot Frill did that. Thank yeah, you for bringing that Frill back. Frill randomly uh, did that. And, uh. and they made it louder as the show went on, too. Mm-hmm. And more, oh, more obvious. emphasis. Yes. Like, zooms in on it. Yeah, I did not like it. Especially yeah. since they were, like, 14-year-olds. Like, that mm-hmm. that yeah. seems very <laughs> sexualized. And oh, it was just the noise that drove me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Frill, I think she is behind that yeah. whole... I think she's somehow um, involved in the alternative worlds and the suicides. And, and to a point, I think Akka and Uraka are probably trying to find that daughter within those worlds. Mm-hmm. And maybe one of the, the girls like I might find her and bring her back to them. It That's that's my plot point that I have a prediction of, but yeah, I don't. This I, I think they were like trying to gather as much data as they could yes, from that too. girls mm-hmm. committing suicide at that age and the reasonings behind it because mm-hmm. the daughter didn't leave a note at all. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to theorize them being scientists. And hopefully they could see about like maybe somehow bringing her back or finding some way. This could be like their whole penance. Like they, like they are doing the same as the girls trying to bring back their mm-hmm. own suicide uh, but instead using the other girls as devices to do that, but then they also have the nemesis in Frill and her possible creations. Yeah. 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 And all of this information gets dumped on us in the last four episodes. 
Feels like a rash too. Two? Exactly. I was like, we what's we, going on? We can't count the recap episode. Yeah, right. let's talk about that. <laughs> episode, what was it? Eight. Seven? Eight. 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 Episode eight is a recap episode, and it's literally just, hey, all this stuff that you've already watched, we're going to tell you again. AKA, the animators ran out of time. A 12 yes. episode series should not have a clip show it ever. Not. It was like, a well-done clip show, you, but at the same time... You can't get nostalgic over a month and a half. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like if this were made in a non-pandemic time, it wouldn't have that. Like, well, That's was, true. Yes, That's a valid point. I was watching a, a series, like, I was watching Skate, and they also had a recap episode, but then I also heard that, like, Bones was having, like, issues with scheduling and delays mm-hmm. and stuff, and things were happening like that. So, like, it makes sense, unfortunately, like, if this were, like, yeah. If this were a 2022 anime, it might not have happened. Well, plus also they might have thought, like, this plot is so complicated. Yeah. Maybe we need to give the people a refresher or a jumping on point so they can understand what we're trying to explain here. Or they're explaining what the we, we've we shown really you. Just, yeah, they're, they're explaining what, what we've shown you so far so we can mess you up with new information. <laughs> <laughs> people ask so confused online. we got to explain something. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt like it broke up the flow. If anything, yes. I thought it was a little more confused. It like, was. Yeah. Totally broke the flow. Yeah, I just get that. Episode. Especially since I was watching it week by week. Like, I already have the, you know, the gap in between the episodes, and then I have an, basically an additional gap mm-hmm. because nothing new has happened within two weeks <laughs> at this point. Or, like, a, like, an extra week before, like, the following episode. But. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we kind of got away from it, but the... Uh, reason that it's just girls saving girls yeah. and the, the gender issues on the reasoning as to why you won't find any males in this suicidal filled world is because according to boy and girl suicides mean different things men are goal oriented while women are emotion oriented women are impulsive and easily influenced by the voices of others and and I took issue with this I'm like there are right. also males that yeah. have emotional issues yep. it's like Ah. I think that also kind of shows their detachment from real life, almost like, like they are. I don't know, yeah, I mean, the, I, the characters I can give a little bit of of do, but when you're being a creator of this show, it's yeah, like, it's, it's presented uh, almost like a, a granted fact. Yeah, and it just it instantly took me out of the show when I heard that line. I was mm-hmm. just like. Wait a sec! You're you're kidding, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially on a on a TV show that's built so heavily on yes. feminist ideals mm-hmm. and the idea yeah. of fem- of female empowerment through the through uh, groups and connections. Mm-hmm. To guess. just be like, oh, girls are emotional. It's just like oh. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. broke the show so much for me. I feel yeah. like if I feel like if they like worded the stat or like worded their idea differently or something along those lines, it could have helped it. Like I was, mm. I remember I was involved with like mental health organizations in college and stuff, and I remember hearing the stat like women are more likely to attempt suicide, but men are more likely to attempt and succeed, even mm-hmm. though, like, the ratio is different. Yeah. So, like, that was kind of the initial vibe that I was getting from the quote, but at the same time, like, it doesn't quite fit. And I know, like, there was a, I think there was an Anon article that had, like, something along the lines of uh, a removed clip that they decided that they didn't need, because uh, I think Nehru and I don't remember who else was in there, like they were very clearly against what they were saying. They're like, what What are you talking about? This is really not how it works. And they had a, a line that Nehru was supposed to say that was more explicitly like, this is wrong, our brains are the same kind mm-hmm. of thing. But they decided that uh, they thought it was too self-explanatory for her to be saying it, so they took it out. <laughs> but at the same time, 
I think they, it wouldn't have hurt to keep it, keep it in, but mm -hmm. at this point, I, I guess save it for the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of, oh man, what items could they put in the limited edition? I was just thinking like a, a, a an egg-shaped stress ball. <laughs> oh, that's, all you get are eggs. That's not a good yolk. Huh. Huh. No. Not acknowledging. Moving on. Just trying to brighten up the mood here. <laughs> try to be, try to have a sunny side up feeling here, yes. but no. Yes. Side note. No out? one's over easy. Uh. Tangent, yeah. when are they going to launch merch? I really want Ice Hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, I have been looking at how to make it. Like, I've been looking at, like, online places where I can buy yellow hoodies. Like, I can't get the pockets right, but, like, I, I just want this. <laughs> I, I want this sunny yellow hoodie with a sunflower. It's adorable. It's so cute. That would be a really big extra for a box set. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if they just release it as, like, a separate merch item, I would mm -hmm. be very content with that. <laughs> So should we talk about the very last episode and where it could go to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how did it end? Does it end? It doesn't end. Not I really. did the Devlin thing and I was like, wait, wait, did, did I skip stuff at the end of the credits? And then I went and there was nothing there because it was the end. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it, it pretty much had I rescuing alternate universe I from evil Mr. Sawagi. And then she was just like, well, I'm just going to do my best. And it just, like, she was very upbeat, and then, and then it just stopped. Even though all <laughs> the other girls had either completed their goals and or been traumatized out of doing the job. She, like, woke up in the hallway of her house, and that was it. Boom. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what just happened? The last, you with this. <laughs> the last two episodes felt like season two material. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. But I... I wish that it was done differently. If they don't know that there's going to be a second season, don't add the additional info and don't give me like a mm -hmm. quarter of the way through season two like episode mm -hmm. and call it the finale. Yeah. <laughs> like that's funny. It felt like a little this, bit. Yeah. This is like this would be good for like a episode four of season two or something mm -hmm. like that. We we get the Akaraka backstory and then we get this like new rising action kind of mm -hmm. thing introduced in the parallel worlds. But nope, it's the finale. Yep, it just stops. <laughs> I just realized, uh, in the last episode also, uh, I and other universe, I kind of go up against whatever creation Fro created, mm -hmm. and that creation tries taking eyes, I, yeah. Yeah. and uh, I, I'm just now noticing so many eyes staring at me <laughs> from the show. At, at one point, I lost track of which one was which, and I'm so happy that they were like, oh, you changed your barrette. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. I didn't know yeah, that. <laughs> and then at the very end when she wakes up, I was like, wait, which one of them survived that fight? I had to go back and make sure that I was paying attention to the hairpiece because mm -hmm. it's like, I know they're wearing different outfits, but there were flashback scenes that I didn't know if it was alternate eyes or if it was the girl that we've been following the whole time. Or just shots with close-ups. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know what's happening and anymore. Then one, and then at one point, it looks like uh, they almost got like pulled into each other's world. Yes. And yes. so like there was a scene with the eye that from our world who's with Koito, but like then she's hearing like various like things from like some version of Sawaki. I don't know if like alternate universe Sawaki was mm -hmm. worse than ours or mm -hmm. what, but like. The idea that these could have potentially been the earworms in Koito's head is uh, very unsettling. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, at one point, like she like is pulled into the other world, and like you can kind of see this idea. Like she almost felt like she wanted to stay because like 
quickest in this world. Like, yeah. if I pull her out of here, then we can be good and just live in this world. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, seeing them, like, break out and, like, trying to help, I guess, while I was... Yeah, it, it got super confusing as to who was who. And I, I know it was more editing that made it confusing, and if that was on purpose, well, good job, guys. You did your job. <laughs> <laughs> but if it wasn't on purpose, it... Uh. Anyway. I feel like half of this is just incoherent babbling and then, uh. It is! I, I, it's one of those shows where I watched it and I wanted to like it, and then, uh, okay, so people are going to get angry at me, but it, it's like Evangelion for me. It is, what happened to my giant robot show? It turned into folding chairs and clapping hands. This is what Wonder Egg Priority did for me. It's like this really good, put-together, psychological, problematic story that just dumps a whole bunch of sci-fi in at the end and doesn't explain anything. Mm. That's, that's what Wonder Egg Priority did to me. I wasn't angry at it, but I am confused and slightly frustrated, I guess, because yeah. I, I, like yeah. I said, I had no idea what to be, like, expect when I started this, so I was just kind mm -hmm. of along for the ride. Mm. And even when I was watching it week by week, I wasn't super frustrated with it. I feel like when I was uh, marathoning it a little more, then you kind of mm -hmm. get more of the confusion. Like, I didn't get that as much when I had the space in between to kind of yeah. mm -hmm. forget, honestly, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goldfish. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I enjoyed the ending, but I do want more, but I'm not frustrated with it <laughs> or angry. I just, I just don't know how they're supposed to do it. I mean, pretending that they're just doing it in a regular episode length, they have, like... Four characters that they either need to defeat defeat somehow, and then they have to talk about how Frill, whatever she's doing, and then we got to figure out what's going on with Koito and all the girls that they supposedly saved. Yeah. Saved now. Because they just sort of vanished in a poof, but they did not seem to be around in their world. Yeah. So possibly they're respawning in that alternate world. Yeah. So now you have all these alternate worlds you got to figure out how the heck they work. Mm. Yeah. What they do. Are they going to go to the alternate worlds to save other people? I don't know. What did I write my note as? Wonder Egg into the Otoverse or something like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Just like summon all of the all of the previous egg girls that they've helped to like go into a big final battle. Oh like, man, that would be awesome. <laughs> be cool. Just a bunch of angry anime girls against the world. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I feel like I kind of fall on this, the side of, like, it was almost there, but I'm a little frustrated, too. Because, like, just visually, this is one of the more stunning, like, weekly series I've seen in a long time. Oh, yeah, like, the animation gorgeous. quality is incredible. Mm -hmm. And the art design is spot on. But there's just so many weird hiccups and problematic points in the storytelling that just sort of muddies the waters a bit. And when you get to the end, you're just, like, left wondering what the hell I just spent like six hours of my life just watching. Yes. And it's like the, those hours the main point has not been made yet. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, mm -hmm. hopefully they'll get to the special edition. Hopefully it'll be at least an hour long. But mm -hmm. who the hell knows? I think it does have a lot of potential, though, because it, mm -hmm. it, it's not every day that you see an original anime with this much like thrown into it. Like mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. a lot more effort gets put into adaptations with like pre-existing source material yeah. that mm -hmm. people... Mm -hmm. Can an idea for, for an original property, they put a lot into yeah. this. That yes. is for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really interesting show. So yeah, if you want to check it out, I, it's it's on Funimation. I know that is it also on Crunchy. No, it's okay. only, so, yeah. it's only on Funimation. Yep, the full series is on Funimation. So mm -hmm. go there, check it out. Mm -hmm. um, we're about ready to wrap things up, but let's uh, go over some of the things we got going on on our website right now. Uh, 
We are currently in the midst of our Viz Weekly Specials. This one has been an awesome seller. You folks are really taking advantage, but there's so much hot items that we've got on the site right now. Items like Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, Chainsaw Man. Speaking of really popular. Speaking of adaptations that have a high production values. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Was, when, when we were talking about that, I was just like, yep, Demon Slayer right there. Super pretty. <laughs> but uh, if there's something you've been wanting to read from Viz, check it out. We've got a lot of great deals on the site right now. Mm -hmm. um, and that will be ending on Saturday. 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 Yep. So Saturday Tomorrow the by end. the time this goes up. So. Yep. Highly recommend Pokemon Collector's Edition. So good. If you want a throwback, read Cross Game. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Please. Yep. And just overall be patient. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like with all our publishers, we're we're looking at some delays, so we'll get them to you when we can. Just please be cool. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. There are a lot of voracious readers that have cropped up during the pandemic. Which we love. Yes. Which we appreciate. Yes. You guys are the best. You're making Chris do a lot of extra work. Oh, this my God. Yeah, I've had to order. Like, <laughs> I, I ordered the Viz stuff for the company, and I have to do it twice this week. And y'all are making me work. <laughs> so um, thanks for keeping me in a job. I appreciate that. Um, also, kicking off today as this episode goes live, we got the Mayday Mayday Weekend Sale. Um, this one, all about sort of apocalyptic disaster kind of situations, as I recall. So Which makes sense. That will be going through the end of oh. Sunday. And then uh, we've got a big sale coming up this next week as well. We got reach weekly specials featuring Media Blasters. And uh, those of our adult title fans out there, we also have sale items up for grabs from Faku, Critical Mass, Jast, and Adult Source Media. So that is your jam. You can find it all on our website, writestuffanime.com. So uh, get some stuff to enjoy over the next few weeks. Um, if you enjoyed the show, we've got a lot of ways you can hit us up on social media. We're on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the, the TikTok, the Snapchat. So, <laughs> the um, YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah, follow us up there. we got some videos going on. Uh, we've had a lot of cool stuff on our YouTube channel lately explaining the ins and outs of the industry. So if, if you're getting frustrated with uh, your shipment not showing up yet, we got a lot of helpful info up there. <laughs> and also we got our feedback. Will, hit us with that email. You should check out rspodcast at rightstuff.com. So, yep, let us know what you think of the episode, what you want us to talk about. Uh, let us know what you thought about Wonder Egg. We may bring that up in the future, maybe. But uh, in the meantime, I th anybody else have anything they want to hit on before we wrap up? That was an excellent podcast. Yeah, we really scrambled this one. Oh, God. <laughs> just going to pat ourselves on the back on the way out, huh? <laughs> we're, we're the stuck-up podcast that people just can't stand. So. You're the one who wanted us to express ourselves. So. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! And that's Oh, it. that's it for the Right Stuff Podcast. <laughs> At least for Right Stuff Anime Podcast. Aye, aye. Uh, we appreciate you listening, folks. We'll be back whenever we get back. You know how we do around here. It'll be someday. Keep an eye on our Twitter and stuff. We'll let you know. So, bye -bye. but anyway, thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great time. Yeah. Bye, bye bye. Have an excellent day. All participants are wearing masks and practicing social distancing during this recording. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Right Stuff Anime. We'd love to hear from you. 
Send us your questions or comments to rspodcast at brightstuff.com and we might just answer them in a future episode. That's rspodcast at brightstuff.com.